Welcome to Nerdvana, where our creed is, be the nerd, beat the game. This podcast for lovers of all things nerdy, whether you're new nerds, old nerds, gamers, comic book lovers, movie junkies, wizards, Jedi, dungeon masters, Klingons, elves, Shinobi, Kryptonian, or mutant, all our allies here. Let's jump into our show. Hello, welcome back to Nirvana, where we say be the nerd, beat the game. I'm your host Q. I got my co-hosts here, Chanzo and Jamil. Say hey, fellas. What's going on, everybody? Thank you. Hello, everyone. Okay, so today, you know, we're kicking off February uh, in 2024, and we've got a couple things to talk about. It's been kind of a slower-paced week or so, but, you know, we're going to start off the main thing with he is now one with the Force, and... R.I.P. to Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Apollo Creed. Uh, my personal favorite is he played uh, Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. Definitely one of my favorite roles he's ever done. Uh, but, I mean, also, a.k.a. Action Jackson, the, the list goes on. But, yeah, just an awesome guy. From what I read, awesome guy, awesome actor. Of course, he gave us great, uh, some great performances in The Mandalorian so far. Yeah, rest in peace. Um I'll, I'll say, I'll be honest, I have never seen the Rocky movies, so it was, I didn't know who Carl Weathers was, but when you're in the nerd community and you see all of these nerd friends, you know, feeling some kind of way, you're like, wait a second, who is this guy? You know, and so you see Sly Stallone send up a message, you're like, wait a second, like, you know, and, and then I, I'm a, I have seen the Creed movies, but I've never seen the Rocky movie. I went and saw the black guy who fights, but not the white guy who fights. But um, so I was like, oh, wow, that's the character that Michael B. Jordan is the son of. And you start to realize how long his resume is. And a lot of people were posting Action Jackson um, and didn't know that meme uh of the two arms with the two biceps. I couldn't even make pretend to make my biceps look like they did. Um, but you know, I didn't know that that was one of his biceps. And, uh, and so it actually made me want to go out and, um, actually I'm, I'm researching to find the best, uh, version of the Rocky movies on Blu-ray because, um, I really kind of want to see it now because a lot of people have been hurt and, and, and I want to see what this guy contributed. And, and you said the Mandalorian, and I'm probably I'm probably sure that I've passed him by at a Comic Con. You know, I've been to enough Comic Cons to where I'm sure he was there at one and I didn't know who he was. And so I'm seeing all these actors who are at Comic Cons, you know, say rest in peace. And so uh, so yeah, it's a very sad thing when when you see a brother that has passed, but then you look at his legacy, and you're like, Oh man, this guy really lived, you know. So Ooh, yeah. Um Definitely rest in power, Carl Weathers. Um, he actually was um, very influential for me because why I actually have seen all of the Rocky movies, good, bad, and ugly. And he, in my opinion, is the best part in all of them. Um, yes, I appreciate Sylvester Stallone and what he brought to the character, but you don't have a Rocky movie without Apollo. And to see Apollo Creed, he just emanated cool. Uh, when you see this guy, he is he's everything you want to be, um, especially, you know, growing up as, you know, as a black kid. And I'm like, well, who who do you want to be? Who are your heroes? You know, and I look to him and I'm like, this guy, um, he's extremely good looking. He's very charismatic. 
dude knows how to dress. And when he walks in a room, he is the energy in that room. So watch him in every scene that he's in. He he steals the show and every single scene he's in. So love watching him work, love watching him move around, you know, with Sylvester Stallone in those Rocky movies, especially once you get to three, three was, was really good uh, when he comes back and, um, and he, he puts aside all the stuff and, and wants to train Rocky. So it's a really, really good scene. Definitely encourage you to watch it. Chonzo um, and anyone else who's out there, just watch those Rocky movies. Excellent, excellent movies. And again, he's the best part. He, he, he is the best part. So, um, and it was really nice because like, um, I I've seen predator love predator. Um, you know, you, yeah, you talk about the scene with the, the biceps and I was like, God dang, I was like Arnold Schwarzenegger definitely when he walks in, um, is taking your girl home, but I'm gonna tell you right now, he's not doing all of that with Carl Weathers in the room because he also just emanates just his energy, just this coolness. And so when they're both in the room, you're like, I've got two movie stars that I'm looking at, and this is is excellent. So, um, yes, I've not seen Action Jackson, so I'm not that familiar with it. Um, I did see him on Arrested Development a couple of episodes because he would pop in and out. Um, and yes, I was super excited to see him on The Mandalorian. Um, just to see him, you know, at his age, 70 something at that point, I think he was about 74, um, 73. And to see him, um, it's always um, to see him moving around and, and doing the things that he was doing, directing, um, you know, acting and, 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 and really creating that character, Grief Karga, and believing that that guy actually existed in that time period says everything to me it just shows the level of acting that carl weathers um what he had and so for him to leave us at 76 um it hurts it really really hurts to know that you know he still had so many more good years and you know the mandal series is is still continuing on and it'll be interesting to see how they they you know they write him off unfortunately but he was he was someone that I really, really missed out on meeting because I had a chance to meet him. I didn't because I had other um actors and and celebrities that I was I was um I was excited to meet and I was like, I'll see Carl Weathers, I'll catch him next time. I wanna talk to him, I wanna meet him. Um, but for him, he was one of those people that I looked up to as, you know, growing up um in a Haitian household and not really having a lot of heroes and people to look up to because especially in the nineties when, you know, um there just wasn't a lot of black superheroes out there. And when I look at him, I'm like, that's who I want to be. Like this dude, he he's basically like the black James Bond. Um, he's extremely handsome, charismatic, knows how to dress, just again, just emanates that that cool. And like I swear, he can look at women and get them pregnant. Like that's how uh, that guy is, is is a specimen, just perfect. And so it is it is definitely a great loss. It's a great tragedy. Um uh, it did say that he died in his sleep. So, listen, if you're going to go out anyway, that's how I'd want to go out. Just let me go to sleep and and leave this world. But um, I'll definitely miss him for sure. Um, it's going to be it's going to be hard watching the Mando series, um, knowing that he's gone. And then you know I know they're continuing with the Creed movies as well. They're doing an anime and stuff like that. And then know that you know in the movie, of course, his father had passed away. Mm-hmm. But now he actually isn't here with us, so it. I, I feel like those movies are going to hit a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you brought, you brought a lot of good points about like you know, like who was, who were our superheroes really you know, back in those days of superheroes of color, especially. And you know, it's a 
there was, you know, it's, it's, it's not a whole lot. You know, we were, we were before the show, we were talking about us, uh, you know, superhero movies and things like that. But you, when you said superhero movie, it jogged my brain. It's something I saw on Instagram and they're going around, they're going around at Comic Con or, or, or some con and they were asking people, so can you name, you know, five black superheroes that don't have lightning powers? And I was just like, oh, that's pretty simple. But I wonder, like, huh, how people actually, but people really struggle with it. And I was just like, really? It's, 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 for me, it was like, it was, I, I did it like within like five seconds. I was like, I mean, the, I was like, I was, I, my thought was, I was like, I said, Blade, Cyborg, Falcon, Black Panther, Icon. Is mm-hmm. that right? How many, what's that, what's that five? Blade, Blade Cyborg, Cyborg uh, Falcon, Black Panther. Oh, and uh, Icon, Black Panther, Icon. Icon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can keep going. You can keep. I mean, you can keep rolling. But yeah, you can say Static Shock, Black Bolt. I mean, those are lightning powers. You can say you can argue Storm has more than just lightning powers, right? But I was like, okay. So I was like, oh, I was like, all right. So like, that's the f- <laughs> huh. They always have to do something lightning. You know what? It was really funny. It was it was hilarious that I didn't even think about until I saw a meme about this online. Okay, remember in X2, like uh the dam breaks and Gene's holding back the water? Right? Yeah. Why they have Storm do it? If Storm can if Storm if Storm can control the weather enough to generate and be a command nature, right? Couldn't she have just done that part? I mean, I get Gene has the telekinesis, right? But but she controls the weather. Could she? But now, now the question does it, it needs to be posed. Could she generate enough wind power to push back a dam? Because you're you're dealing with how many tons of water? Okay. Well, here. Well, how about this? How about this? Okay. Even she's let's say she's pushing back, right? But she controls the weather, correct? Controls the weather, yeah. So if she could manipulate weather, she could just drop the temperature to below to below freezing, like instantly, right? And just cause it all to freeze. Now that I think she could do, but can you, can that I, large body of water, that's like freezing the ocean. I, like, I, I would actually, I'd push back on that. That's a Mr. Freeze thing. I don't think that's a storm thing. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I mean, it's probably, it's probably more Bobby, right? It's probably more Bobby. From Bobby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Probably Bobby. I, I, I give, I give, I give that to Bobby, you know, I was, I was, I was like, huh, like, but it's like, you know, it's like, why did she, you know, this stuff was like, huh. Yeah, I just thought I was like, maybe, you know, but you, know, you argue, to, you, you, you can make arguments for that, right? No. You a, could. Is a is a what are those like whirlwinds? Like it's like, like it's like a whirlpool or yeah. Are those considered weather anomalies? I wasn't. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine so. It's wind. Yes, like, causes that. Wind, so wind, wind occurrence. Yeah, she know. can do like a, and this is this is this is why we have this nerd podcast. Because <laughs> now we all like, wait a second, what is weather? What is like now? She probably could have done like a cyclone if that's mm-hmm. considered a weather anomaly. She creates a cyclone that or her, yeah, you or know, she, if she can control a hurricane, right? She could manipulate enough wind and fire, enough enough. Uh, weather for you know enough wind and okay. stuff to, to actually right. manipulate and push it back, right? Uh, no, I'm still pushing back on this one because when in your life have you ever seen wind so strong that it's picked up water and have you? done a little cyclone thing? Like I know we have like tidal waves and stuff like that. That's have, a little bit I mean, different. I mean, have you ever? Do we do? We're, we're in Florida. They got the water spout. The water spouts things happen all the time off the coast, like every like every other day. That's just wind picking up. I mean, that's wind. That's wind picking up water. What, what I mean, Category Five hurricane does what? It picks up water and it takes um, it and it with wind. I mean, it does. It's a pressure system that that has you know. Not we're not talking about thousands like tons of water though. Is what I'm saying though. Like, yeah, we are. We are. The, the, a, really? A Category Five hurricane. A Cat Five hurricane. Not a, like a massive that has. We're talking two hundred mile an hour winds of storm power. 
and, and you think it's going to lift up tons of water. I just don't I'm think not, she's I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying lift. I'm saying like, but to stall out against against that dam breaking. Okay, yes. to to move it, redirect it. Yes, I yes. think she could have redirected it. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Not like lifting out the air. Not like lifting. That's like, you know, that's all. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm pushing back. I'm saying why could she exactly? Why I'm saying she pushed back with a hurricane. That's what I'm saying. Pushing back using the force of a Cat Five hurricane. Could she have pushed it back? Yeah, I don't because when you think of a hurricane, but I guess no. If you're on the water, you don't hurricanes. I always think of them like off the coast, so you get that coastal water that mm -hmm. wind that hits the land. What's happening in the ocean or in the sea? But if you're on the water and there's a hurricane, your boat's going to be thrown all over. But so mm -hmm. if you if she had done that, she would have endangered everybody else's life though. Like you know, that's kind of. That is true because I forgot they yeah, were the, they were the black they were yeah, the black yeah, right you, yeah. you, you would have been that, yeah. everybody so her okay. is not really an option. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll take it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, not necessarily because they do have plays that do fly in hurricanes. Do, okay, they have plays that they have, play, they have plays that they have plays that specifically fly in her. I mean, they do. I mean, that girl black, black, based black, on black the design the blackbird though. I don't it think you can do it. No, yeah. blackbird was based off this was was based off of, was the other self the stealth jet you know the stealth jet right which that thing wasn't made for hurricane flying so. Uh, it really, it really was made for you know supersonic speeds and if your one of your main leaders is named Storm, it should have been like, oh, we might need to build a plane that can withstand whatever weather she decides at the time that she decides it, you know. Um, but yeah, huh. I mean, at least you could have went to Wakanda, got somebody Brady, made the made the black brand out of my brain, then you could have been straight, right? But okay, right. Um, okay, but okay, so okay, so but back to the question, right? Who would be your five? Jamil, uh, five black superheroes that don't have lightning powers. Five that don't have lightning powers. Mm -hmm. Steel. Mm -hmm. Aqualad. Okay. See, okay, question. Aqualad, I, I wish I, I thought about Aqualad before. I wasn't fully clear on his powers. Like, I've seen it, but I never really fully grasped what his power is exactly. It's not lightning, but I wasn't sure what it was. But I, I, it's, I it's, it's a lot of water manipulation. It's kind of like Mara, because I think he okay. trained with her. Um, okay. I don't know the full lore on that one, but um, yeah, so it would be Steel, mm -hmm. Aqualad, uh, and, and if I'm picking, I'm trying to pick something that you didn't pick already, so that's also a little difficult. Um, There's one that you said earlier before we start. Luke Cage. Yep, there you go, okay. 100% Luke Cage, and mm -hmm. let's see, let's see. Um Let's see. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm struggling on this one. Um that's why he's struggling. Just not I am, I'm struggling. No, I mean, I no, be... I mean, do you there's a couple of there's like I mean, Ironheart. Okay, I was gonna say I'll be mean, Ironheart, yeah, okay, there you go. Cool. But I mean there was a, there's another big one we just we just talked about that you I just don't wanna I'm not trying to spoon feed you though. Oh, there's another one that we just talked about? You literally just talked about this person like five, ten minutes ago. Oh my god. Um what, do you want do you want a hint? Give me a hint. What color is your shirt? Oh, um, he's the best one in my opinion. I'm biased though. What color is my shirt? Green? Oh, what? Green Lantern. John Jones. John Stewart. John Stewart. Stewart, not John Jones. John. Yeah, John Stewart is um, or John Jones is uh, Martian Manhunter. Now, question: um, Do we consider Martian Manhunter black? Because I mean, his human is hard is black, right? So I'm like, I was like, I, I thought it was too. I was like, his human form that it usually takes is a black man. So, usually it is. Usually it is. Usually like 99% something like, you know, I guess technically he's not, but you know, I just. 
forgot to ask that question. Thank you. Okay, small. so John Stewart, Steel, um, Aqualad, Ironheart. So Luke I got to pick a fifth one. You know, you said you got it. You're Luke Cage. I said Luke Cage. You said okay. yeah, Steel, Aqualad Aqu for you. Steel, Aqualad, Aqualad, Luke Cage, Ironheart, John Stewart. Shazza, what you got? All right, no, I already know your first one. I already got. I already know what we're doing. No, you don't know my first one because I, I, I barely know my first one. Oh, dude, I'm okay. I just, I'm sorry. I guess, I guess, I just for you, I would assume that the very first one I, I, I would have picked for you. <laughs> I well, I guess, I guess, can I pick Black Zach the Black Ranger? Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say that He's too. Dog. He, he, I was I gonna mean, say that I'm, too. I'm about to say, come on, like I mean, dude, like okay, you okay. can't. I didn't, I didn't think that I could choose him, but okay, but, I, I, I didn't put a limit on. I didn't put a limit on any. Oh, oh no. Huh? Did you say spawn? Did somebody else say spawn? No, nope, no. Nope, no. Oh, okay. did not say spawn. That's a good one. I like that. Did not say spawn. Mr. Terrific. Okay. Is Mr. Terrific black though? Is oh yeah. he is. I'm thinking. Is. I'm thinking Red Tornado. Mr. Terrific is black. Is yeah, black. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, which I just learned about him because he got cast in the Superman Legacy. I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. He's been in Justice League a minute too. Yeah, Vixen, and I'm only I only remember mm -hmm. I just watched Infinite Crisis. Um, I like that. I like it. And um, oh, that's is that four? Mm -hmm, that's four. And okay. Oh man, I can't. I'm trying to think. Who else can I choose? Black superheroes that don't have lightning powers. Um. Oh my gosh! There's one, and I can't believe I didn't I didn't hit. But I'll tell y'all after. Okay, so <laughs> I'm stumped. I can't I can't think. I, I guess I would. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody else that there's another. There was another black guy on um, Infinite Crisis. I was like, who's this black guy? Like I didn't. Um, I so yeah, I can't think. But I I said Spawn, Mister Terrific, Vixen. Zach, Black, Black Ranger. Ranger. I, I'll I'll give you one dog. War Machine. Okay. Oh, War Machine. Mm -hmm. See. Yeah. yeah. I, I I have one that was a question mark, and always a why is like it was just one thing about it. I wasn't sure how we would call it. Miles Morales, because I wasn't sure is Venom Strike is a is that an electrical lightning power ish? I mean, it, it kind of is. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought it was too. So that's why I never. That's why I didn't say it. But I was like, eh. I was like, I'm on the fence about that one. I think Venom Strike is kind of more lightning ish. So I did not go to that one. So, but I mean, you know, but I say let's say the fact that there's a lot of black characters we just don't sometimes don't think about because they don't get the same amount of hyper screen time. And I was doing a deep dive because like, okay, well, they talk about all these different characters. Well, who the hell was the first black like superhero that was actually in a comic? And it was a nineteen oh, I want to say nineteen thirties Lion Man. It was a, it was a comic that was written, and pretty much what happened with it was the guy was I can't remember the creator's name right now. I should have pulled it up, but he was working for a newspaper, and I guess was using the newspaper uh, to print copies of Lion Man, and then got really popular. Popular the newspaper found out about it and shut it down. Pretty much killed it. So, but Lion Man was like the first like I actually published to acclaim a uh, black superhero. So I thought that was just something kind of cool to uh, know. Um, That's freaking. All right. But yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot more. I'm sure we like we sure we missed a, a bunch. We're like, oh, what about this person? What about that person? Like, dude, we just okay. one of the five first five top. Black superhero debuted in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in 1947. Mm -hmm. well, it was forty-seven. It was Lion Man, right? Forty-seven. I can't remember. I thought it was like thirty. So I was like, okay, that was somewhere in the range. 
This comes from the Negro Comics Anthology. So you know they got yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's uh there's a I think the uh I guess creator owner of Impound Comics is trying to get the rights to that so he can bring back Lion Man. Looks like I don't know who owns rights, I have no clue. I haven't dove that far deeper to down the rabbit hole, but that'd be pretty cool to see. Um but that being said, we kind of looked at uh we looked at we looked down looked at the movie history of black superheroes and more so in the leading roles and it you know it's not it's not a lot <laughs> you know you know we, we kind of, I mean it really is, it started off because Chazo showed me the uh, his Blu-ray uh, edition of Meteor Man I was like wow I said okay that was just back and we started going to Meteor Man and talk about Blake Man and I was like look after that I was like I think it was Spawn next then we started going to Steel yeah, Sp- Spawn Steel I can't remember I think, I think was steel, it, steel, steel. it was right. Steel it was Steel then Spawn then Blade and then you got a bunch of Will Smith movies in between if you want to count those, right? Not no disrespect to Will Smith, but I was like, I wasn't thinking, you know, Wild West or Men in Black or, or uh, what the hell's the other one? I did? Independence Day. I wasn't thinking of those as uh, as superhero movies, so to speak. Um, but yeah, then you know, then after that, it's like what it was like a, it was a, a silence kind of till it was. There really was. So so until we got, I guess we got War, War Machine showed up, and then and Iron Man, and then after that, I guess it was Black Panther. Really, you know, and then it's like okay, or no. Fal- Falcon and Black Panther. Falcon. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, well, so you had a yeah, War Machine, the Falcon, and Black Panther, and then you yes. had, now we got Miles Morales, and it's now okay. Got Miles. And I'm it's... still, I'm still waiting for my, I'm still waiting for my uh, John Stewart movie, and I'm still waiting for my Static Shock movie because I feel like those are characters that could be really well done and just haven't been done yet. And I'm like, this is a is is not great. I mean, Dwayne <laughs> McDuffie, Dwayne McDuffie gave us Static Shock and also gave us a Justice League animated series. I mean, as well as comics. Right. Like, I mean, just the fact that. They haven't used that IP yet. I mean, dude, it's like you're just wasting space. You know what I mean? Like they, I know, you know, they originally wanted to put uh, Green Lantern in place of Martian Manhunter and Zack Snyder's uh, original Justice League. And I was like, I think some issues happened with that, so they ended up going Martian Manhunter instead. But the crew were just saying they shot it, and they even I forgot the I forgot the name of the guy they had, but they yeah, because uh, I saw a picture of it, and it looked yeah, really it good. looked really really good. So. I jump forward now to propose the next question of just because my own personal purpose of who would you if you're gonna make a John make a John Stewart Green Lantern, who would you cast as John Stewart? Oh, that is you know who I think would be really good? Um I'm not Scott good at this game. <laughs> played in Black Dynamite. Oh, you mean um are you talking about uh you're talking about um you're talking about play Spawn, Michael J. White. Yeah, Michael J. White. Michael J. White. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he could do. I, he'd be one of the people I would choose. I honestly would. If it was twenty years ago, I would say Michael J. White. Michael, Michael J. White. Yes. Yeah, so. okay. okay. I mean, he. I mean, we can because think about it. Because remember, John Stewart's kind of. Um, he's he's a little bit more seasoned, so he could be kind of in that age range, right? He's kind of you know, he's, you know he could kind of follow that kind of like 40, 50 ish kind of range because he was retired military. So I mean, if you give him like prime prime John Stewart. He was not a he wasn't a spring chicken. He wasn't like a you know a twenty or thirty year old dude. He was a seasoned war vet. You know and that's what I was I was that's why I was thinking him because he's got that Michael J. White walks like a cop. He walks yeah. like a kid. yeah. You know he he just has that as I'm going to, I have some place to be and I have something to do and he kind of commands that leadership of some sort of authoritarian authoritative figure and. He gives you that vibe that he trains when he's not training, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, 
all of those things. Like he always looks like, and John Stewart has that. I am always on point. Like you can't catch me having an off day because I don't have off days. You know, mm-hmm. uh, every day is an on day. That sounds like a bad, you know, exploitation. Uh, you know, something that somebody would say, like, yeah, like Shaft. <laughs> yeah, like Shaft. You can't catch me on an off day because I'm always on. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. As, as one bad mother. <laughs> There you go. No, I mean, okay. I I can feel that. I I agree. What would you say, Jamil? Man, like I said, when it comes to the casting game, like I'm not good at it. Um, Just because like when it comes to a lot of these, and and I've said this in, in other episodes before, whenever you have big names like Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, it has to be someone that you don't even know. Like, who is this dude? Because when you look at them, they just need to be that. They can't be anything else. That's why Ben Affleck, as much as I loved him, every time I looked at Batman, I was like, that's just Ben Affleck in a bat mask, dog. Like, you know, and so, like, you need someone who is just kind of an up-and-comer. That works better than... I think the only person I felt like was able to pull it off and I didn't really even believe it until like the Avengers was Chris Evans. Cause Chris Evans, I've been watching his whole career and I'm like, that's Johnny storm, you know, um, that's, um, what's his name from, um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah. um, uh, John, was it Johnny Lee or something like that? Um, so I was like, I don't see him as, Captain America. And so when I watched the first Captain America movie, actually, and I'll correct myself, it wasn't until the very end when he wakes up, spoiler alert for a 2011 movie, but when he wakes up and you're like, and he's like, that in the game, he's like, it's from 19, you know, 40, 43. I know because I was there. Where, like, who are you and all that? He starts questioning the nurse. And then, you know, he starts throwing these guys and, and running through shield like it's agents, like it's nothing. That's when I looked at him. I was like, that's Captain America. Like I, I believe that now. And so seeing him go forward as that character, I think Chris Evans is just a stellar actor. That being said, I think you don't get a lot of them like that. And that's why, like, you know, the cast John Stewart, it has to be someone like an up and cover. I, I agree. And my, my pick, honestly, is just because, you know, I watched the movie and I was like, you know what? This man, this this man did his thing. And that's the guy who played Black Mint. Uh yeah, I think it's uh, Abdul Mateen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, him. I could see him being a good John Stewart. I think he would. I think he'd be something I would like to see uh, with the Green Lantern uh, mantle. Uh, okay. The the Green Lantern. To yeah. me, he's a little young. Yeah. Even though, yeah, he's younger, but so I kind of think of like John Stewart as somebody who's probably thirty five or older, somewhere between mm-hmm. the thirty five. Yeah. Maybe fifty range. You know, black don't crack, so he could be. Anywhere between, I mean, because I mean, if you look at it, I mean, he definitely looked like an older. Because I think Justice League, you know, yeah. uh, animated series. So I envision him like being older, like forties, forties, fifty, forties, fifty, in that range. That because that's just the division I have in my head. But I mean, he could be younger, absolutely. I'll tell you who would have made a really good John Stewart, and I will fight anyone who tells me otherwise. It would be Idris Elba, like. 2009 ish when he did uh american gangster with denzel i can see that mm-hmm. that's you know and part of the in seeing that and you saw a shade of that when you watched um pacific rim mm-hmm. yeah 
Absolutely. That's yeah. John, to me, that's John Stewart. Commands the room. Um, he's got the shoulders. He's got the build for it. Mm-hmm. Um, even the hairline, the way it was kind of cut. I was like, bro, that's – he could just put a green mask on him and a black suit. Dude, that's 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 John Stewart, 100%. What I love about John Stewart is that he's they got so many iterations of how his hairline is going to be. Like, it's, it's a, he's always got a tight fade. He's always yeah. got yeah. bald head. His beard is always like he could. They it's always so funny how many different variations, and like like you don't get variations with. And I was when we were just watching, and we'll get into it, Infinite uh, Justice League, Infinite Christ. You don't get a lot of variations of Aquaman, right? It's blonde hair, long hair. Yeah. You don't. They don't ever really bury. But with John Stewart, they always like they're like okay, let's let's give him some hair this time. Okay, let's make him bald this time. Let's, and it's all you never know what you're gonna get, you know, when they when they give you John Stewart. And that's kind of what I like is I was like, there's so many iterations of you know as far as black hair goes, you can do so much with it, and and they never no two styles are the same. Maybe sometimes they give them you know fresh lineup on the side. They're like, oh yeah, you forget he's from he's from Detroit, you know. So there's so much hair would be important to John Stewart, you know, being a clean cut military man you know it's a tight fade tight goatee maybe a little you know something here bald head just depending on what age you get john stewart at and so i love that guy it's funny because i didn't know actually until college i didn't know there was a black green lantern until one of my frat brothers was like he watched justice league and he was like, I'm surprised you don't watch Justice League. I was like, you know, he was his favorite character is Jon Stewart. And I started looking. I was like, oh, this guy is really cool. And so over the years, especially the past couple of years, I didn't even and I just told my best friend this the other day. I didn't know Neil Adams created Jon Stewart. So, yeah, Adams was pretty much as influential as a as a comic book artist as he was. He showed up in Chicago almost pretty much every year, C2E2. He had this giant table with all of his art. And he you just basically would come to him and he'd, he'd either be drawing, you didn't want to, if he didn't want to bother, you just look around this large table. And I had no idea he was the creator of John mm. Stewart. And so it wasn't until that John Stewart animated series came out maybe like, I think it was like 2021 or 2022. It was like six months after he died. It was six months to a year after he died. And they were like, oh yeah, the creator of John Stewart, Neil Adams. And I was like, yo, that's the dude who's at every single, co-. like as you entered the Comic-Con, Neil Adams would would be like at the entrance. You'd be like, yo, what kind of, how did you get a deal to be at the entrance every single year? <laughs> you know, like that was, and so, um, so I was like, dang, I wish I would have known because I would have thanked him for that character um, because it's really, and yeah, so that's why it's so important to do your research, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, definitely. You definitely got it. You definitely don't, you know, nail, uh, nail on the head right there. I mean, thinking about, uh, because we also gave us like Raz Al Ghul, a couple of, play, you know, a couple of, you know, you know, oh, significant, yeah, significant, you know, significant characters too. Uh, so it's really, it's really cool to see that stuff. It's really cool to to be able to witness um, and learn. Uh, just about, just about the, you know, the the depth of which, um, you know, these, these comic book artists and how they, you know, really for us, I would say, had created gave us superheroes that looked like us, right? 
Right. And they got a chance to actually have that. So, you know, there's things like I'm, again, excited to see because like, static, like, I, like I went hard with Static Shock. I mean, yeah, the first season was okay, but the second season really, really rocked. I mean, you know, he, you know, they really had a lot more, you know, great story development and, and arcs. And then they, then they blended it with Justice League a little bit. And then they even blended it even with Batman Beyond. And, you know, because it was a Batman Beyond episode. So when they go in the future and it's like, <sighs> Batman, uh, Green, uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern. I forget some. Uh, man, was man, was it Flash? I don't know, Flash. But it was like they went. Maybe Batman and John Stewart, but they they went to the future. And I remember Terry McGinnis being like Bruce Wayne, Batman, Batman, Bruce Wayne. Like not now, you know yeah. that whole time. Yeah. Thing. And then like we gotta go find uh, Static. He's like Static, like the old dude. Static. You see Static shot, you know, old, you know, got the dreads, all that, and just and powerful as heck. And then he's like, "Yo, Virgil Hawkins, I ain't seen since you got like 15 years old, type of thing." You know that whole thing. So you really get a chance to see full, and then you get a chance to see like, uh, I guess I don't know what the what him. I guess what uh, Shaira and uh, John Stewart's son son was at the uh, in the uh... yes, he was like. <laughs> It was like Battlehawk or something like that. Ba- ba- yeah, Battlehawk or something. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then Warhawk Joss- or something like that. Yeah. And Joshua had the nerve to ask, who's your mother? He's like, do you really have to ask? Like, it was like, it was like, it was like you, the, the wings and the hawk thing don't give it away. Like, who? Like, come on. You know, but it's, uh, you know, it was really cool to kind of see that. That's stuff I would like to, you know, not that exact thing, but I'd like to see them bring some of those characters. And hopefully, you know, this new DC thing would, uh, well, they'll maybe kind of play with play that stuff as they kind of build going forward. Because again, I get it. We got our Trinity, right? We got our Batman. We got our, we got our Batman, Superman, and we got Wonder Woman. Okay, let's play. Let's build out other characters because there's a lot of characters out there that you really could make have a lot of fun with. Um, so I like to see that. I mean, and we'll see what happens, you know. But uh, that'd be something cool. I like to see that could be the different and going like almost like a new generation. Shit, they could do. I mean, Young Justice. I mean, that was that was fire, and that was just like the like the next generation. And that I mean, that story that storyline was it's it's everything that the original Teen Titans should have been in regards to you know. So I'm sorry, I, I go on all that stuff, but well, no, I, it it didn't occur to me because I was like, wait a second, I, when we were talking about the superhero, it just, I just thought I was like, wait a second, is Hawkman considered black? Because there is iterations where he is black, and then there's iterations where he's not black, and I was like, I think he's genuine generally a white man and then they just happen to kind of you know and and it's it was interesting because once again we talk about infinite crisis iris is black and i was like oh we're 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 keeping this theme that they did in the flash where iris is now pretty much from now on it's almost like iris is gonna be black for a whole new generation which is actually really interesting to be honest like because so much backlash it got when the flash first came out how everybody was like, Iris is black. And then now it's, she was now black in Justice League. And now she was, or, and, and I mean, the Justice League, the Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. And, yeah, she, and she was, she's black in this infinite crisis. And I was like, Iris West might be black for the next 10 years, you know, and that just might be who who, who it is. And, and I was like, that's really interesting how you just kind of got to plant the seeds and see where they go. Because I think now everybody's just like, Oh yeah, Irish West is black. That's just what she's gonna be, you know, um, and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. But I was like, Hawkman. I was like, is Hawkman gonna start being black too? Because he kind of, it almost kind of makes sense being he came from Egypt. I'm like, kind of makes sense that he would be black, you know. But yeah, why would he be a white guy? I mean, well, I guess yeah, why would he I mean, be is, a white guy? Is, is he coming from Egypt or is he coming from however, whatever? I forgot the plant that they're from. Oh, because because because, because you know because the because that version. 
Cave Eater, but the one in Justice League um, animated series, Cave, I forgot whatever what, what alien planet they were on. Okay. So, um, so it, I, you know, it's, I, I usually would know that, but my brain is just tired right now. But that's it. Again, depends on the origin of where you're of where you're going with it. You know, if it's Earthbound Hawkman, then yeah, you can say make a black from Egypt. If it's outer space, one's probably going to be the that uh, the the that race of people. With, I'll call them hawk people because I can't think of the hawk term. I can't. I don't know the proper term right now. The so yeah, I'm looking it up right now. What is? Oh no, the, no wait. The Hawks was in uh, Mighty Ducks. No, no, no. I know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. See, see, I'm sorry. That's my brain. That's how AD works in my brain. You mentioned the Hawks. Like, um, no, I saw the other like Mighty Ducks. I was like, ducks fly together. Okay, sorry. That is so funny. Was that the first Mighty Ducks or the second one? That was the first one. First one. That was the first Mighty Ducks. That was the first Mighty Ducks. Flying V. Let's go. Flying V. Oh God. Oh God. I was so uh, flying V in the first one. Yes, fly was the first one. Flying being the first one. They did yeah. fly being the first. No, they didn't. I, 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 I will. I will. I will bet you five dollars. Oh, they did fly being the very first. Okay, the very first. It. It's in the first one. I'm it's in the first one. I'm first one. I'm, Are you sure? I'm positive. Are you sure? I need your fact checking me on this one. Yeah, I, I do. I'm gonna pull because flying on YouTube real quick. Flying B was in the first Mighty Ducks. I promise you, was in the first Mighty Ducks because that was how they won. Juicy Small A was in the first one, and he's part of the Flying B with the guy Brandon Hall. There, it's in the first one. They first started out in the first, but they like made it iconic in the second one. It was like iconic. Yeah, the second one was dope. It's yeah, like, they did it. I, yeah. I, do you? I mean, I got it right here. You saw? I, mean, I can't really play it. Yeah, yes. no, no, no. It, it's it's in the first one. So it's in the first one. I, I it's the, the first movie. one. It, the yes. first one. But the first one almost slides under the radar so much. Mm-hmm. Really, because everybody loves the second one. Because the yeah, bachelor, like the because the bachelor is the, the second one. That's the, that's what yeah, that's what gets the hype. So it's so good that you almost don't even realize it's the second of a movie trilogy because the second one is so good. You're like, mm-hmm. wait a second, because they got rid of all. I, I kind of feel like they got rid of all the dead weight characters. Yeah, they did. One. Then they bring in all these new characters who are all equally interesting. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mendoza, Ken Wu. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie the cat Gaffney. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, um, who was uh, who was the uh, who was the cowboy kid with the, that lasso? Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne Steven. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly right. I mean, so it's like it's like come on, you know. Freaking uh, Keenan Thompson was on there too with a knuckle. Yeah, Keenan, Keenan was in the and he was uh, Russ Tyler. Russ Tyler. Russ Tyler. Yep. Yeah, and he came with the knuckle puck, and and what's so funny is they all remember when they all went to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> They did. Oh my god! Well, Watching it now, I'm like, "That's not a hood dog." What is what is going on? And then you remember, you remember when they shot the puck? It went over the fence, hit the dude's windshield, and the dude's like walking, like he's going to work, and he's like, "Aloop!" and throws it up. And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! That's not how this is going down." He's going in his glove compartment, he's grabbing his gun, and he's coming up because he's shooting all y'all mfers. Like, don't even play. I think Russ Tyler was from South South Central Los Angeles. Yeah, I think, well, I think I think that's where it's supposed yeah. to be from too. South yeah, Central LA. South Central Los Angeles. And so yeah, the, and and it was just so funny when they all like went to the hood to learn how to play street hockey. Right now. Because <laughs> I come on. Because they played hockey yeah. in the hood. Yeah. I mean, we gotta remember rollerblading was like well, I had I heard was very that. popular at that time. So you know it, 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 it was. But how many hoods did you drive by and you see kids outside playing? I, I, I mean, well, I, I, I mean, it could, it could happen to Cali. I mean, Cali's different. <laughs> yeah, 
South Central, yeah. It was, yeah. oh my God, that is so No, hockey, hockey is strictly cultural, my friend. Yeah. It, strictly it really cultural. Is. But, because, um, you know, when you think about something like that, it hockey is an expensive sport to, you know, and, and unfortunately there's a lot of sports that because they cost so much to be involved in, unfortunately a lot of us can't afford to kind of be a part of that, or at least back in the day. Now black people are making more money and stuff like that. So if we want to be able to be a part of those things, that's awesome. But back in the day, like those the hockey, gymnastics, those kinds of sports were very expensive, which almost made them exclusive. Um, golf and tennis, golf and tennis, yeah, golf, tennis too. Yeah, if you didn't have money, you couldn't be a part of those sports. For sure. So, um, hockey is like, also one of those sports that doesn't have a um, a pay ceiling basically for um, their contracts. Really, think hmm. about like them like baseball, baseball, yeah, baseball, yeah, um. Yeah, and also the the testing, the drug testing is a little looser with those sports as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I wonder why. I wonder why. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying there's a, there's no salary caps. That's what I meant to say. There's no salary caps in those those sports. Now you go to more predominant black sports like basketball, football, and football. Listen, those contracts just. I know they're getting better, but like at one point, I was like, "You should just you you can just write this on some toilet paper and just throw it away." Like th- these contracts are just ridiculous. You know, so I never thought of that because I'm not really a football guy, but I feel like if you can afford to, if your kids can afford to play football, they can afford to play hockey. You know, um, they could, but it's a whole other element that you're thinking about now. It's not just running, cutting, um, and then juking and all that. It's now you have to learn how to skate on top of playing the sport. So it is difficult. And I'm not, you know, for those who are talented at hockey, I I give them all my love and respect, but um, that's just not a sport for me. Um, Tried it. Didn't work for me. It is what it is. I tried to do the knuckle puck thing as Russ Tyler. I was like, I'm going to get this thing. And and just, I couldn't figure it out. There's a whole generation Um, of black kids who knuckle pucks. No question. But I mean, that was kind of, that was kind of like the Avengers back then. Um, or the Justice League of like sports movies. Like we didn't have, you know, I mean, like you could go and watch Rocky, but I'm like, this dude, Rocky's like 30 something years old. Like I'm, yeah, I'm right. 13. What do you what do you what you got for me? When you think about it, and I, I was I was asking my girlfriend this because her son is 13, and I was thinking, like, what sports movies does he have that really like teach you? Cause even me, I didn't really play sports a lot. But you know, you understood the teamwork and effort and and yeah. discipline and stuff like that. And I was like, we had the Sandlot, we had the Mighty yep. Ducks movies. Sure did. Remember the Titans? Um, we did have that. Um, listen, I'm gonna say it. I only saw the first one, so don't judge me. But there's a whole generation of kids who love these movies. The Airbud movies. I'm just gonna say it. I'm putting it out there. I, I, I saw I really the first one. I was it. I bought a golden retriever when my mom was like, what kind of dog do you want? I was like, I want air buttons. I want it. And I named him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You're that kid. Oh, your poor mother. Oh man. I was her dog. Like, and we named him buddy. That's exactly. Oh my God. Oh, I learned something new about childhood today. I tell you, that's a, yeah, I, I, that's I, a good one. I picked you a picture of buddy. Cause we, I was, Oh my goodness. Gracious. I'm pretty surprised my family even let me name him. It's funny because we got a dog. This is even because we're comic book, right? You remember Batman Beyond and Terry yes, Bat- you remember mm-hmm. Bruce? yeah, Duke. 
named Ace. 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 That's what it was, not Duke. Ace. Ace. I we went and got a dog, and I named him Ace simply because of Batman Beyond, and mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Ace, that's that's a good name." I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, you know, they didn't know I got." It. My best friend knew. He's like, "You named him after Batman Beyond." I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I did." But- yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah, I feel you. There you go. I feel you. My goodness gracious. Um. Uh. Uh-uh. That's <laughs> rookie of the your, year. Your poor mother. Yeah, rookie of the year. I was gonna say Sandlot. Little Giants. Rookie of the year was another one. Yeah. Rookie of the year. Uh, listen, listen. Go back and watch Little Giants. Such a rewatchable movie. I freaking love that movie. Angels in the outfield. Angels in the outfield. Yes. Rookie of the year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 I mean, that, that was, you're right. I mean, cause I think as a kid who did rookie of the year and he also did freaky, I think it was a, a kid in King Arthur's court or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he did like, a couple of those. He did there was another one. Um, he did, it was like, he was like, uh, he ended up like getting Harry the twins or something like that. And so I forgot what it was. He had oh, little oh, big little bit, yeah, little bit. Oh, oh the I love that movie too. That's a really good movie. Yeah, was that the soccer also, one? No, this was no. baseball. Oh, the big green, the big green is the the soccer. Green. One. Yes, the soccer the big one. yes, green. yes. Personally, I like kicking and screaming. That's personally my favorite soccer movie, Will Ferrell and uh, Mike Ditka. You know, so that's <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I forgot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. That cover of uh, the the big green, where he's just like, <laughs> yeah, with the ball, and you're like, oh, and he's like, eh. yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, 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 man. That's when, yeah, those teen sports movies, man, they exploded. Yeah, yeah. really did. Absolutely exploded. But yeah, that's that definitely shaped man, that shaped me a lot. Yeah, I, I've seen all those movies. Love all those movies. Shoot. Oh wait, wait. Y'all, y'all, y'all watch this. It was it was during that era, Rudy. I never saw Rudy, but Rudy was beyond was before that. Rudy was the eighties, though. Well, Rudy was the eighties, really. I remember seeing Rudy. Rudy, was Rudy I believe it was. It was like nineties. Oh no, 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 no! You're right. You're right. It was early nineties. I'm sorry. It was early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was like, I was like, I remember seeing. Rudy. Yeah, like, it was ninety. I, I'm, I'm, my movie trivia is all jacked up. Yes, it is hundred percent. I never watched that one because that was a little bit more serious. I didn't watch until I was older. Mm-hmm. But I, the other ones, you could, you know, sit down, turn your brain off, and just watch them. So mm-hmm. yes, I watched all, all three Mighty Ducks, and then. It was nice because, like, I'd be, it'd be a Saturday afternoon. I'd be like, oh, what's TBS showing? TBS is showing Mighty Ducks 2. I'd be like, all right, dope. And then at the same time, is that Disney Channel showing Mighty Ducks 3? And I'd just be flipping back and forth. Flip, 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 flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great, great Saturdays, i tell you. Oh, um, they're not kids, but they were old. But for whatever reason, it resonated Cool Runnings, right? That was a No, it was. Yeah, Cool I was, Runnings. I was like, they, they, they're not – but it was like uh, the sports movie that just worked, and you like, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, feel the rhyme, cut out its bobsled time, cool. Yeah, it just it did, it just it worked, it absolutely worked. Jamaica, we got our bobsled team. <laughs> Yo, that was a good, that was a good movie, man. I will say that I watch these movies all over again. Oh, yeah. yeah, start binging them, you know. But uh, but I absolutely agree. It's it's certain things you just can't, you know. Just it, right. It was just that era. Uh, era of sports movies, and and I was just like, like kids don't. That's there's something about like we were all obviously being the same age, same generation. We kind of understood this level of just teamwork, whether you were playing the sports or watching. You know, it just was an understanding of this is how you work together. 
And I don't really see that a lot with this new generation because they, you know, and I, and I try not to be that old guy who's like, uh, the new kids, uh, you know, you young kids is always, this is how we used to do it back in the nineties. This is how we used to do it. You know, and I try not to do that, but sometimes you just like, man, there, there was something special about how we grew up because, you know, we just jump on the bikes. Hey, we're going to meet at the park at such yep. a time, you know, yep. You just you had a spot, right? Like you didn't have to. He was like, you wait at the spot. Everybody has a spot. We know we're meeting at the spot. Wait for so and so. Somebody show up late. You know this is where we're gonna be. And then you know you just call. You know, and your parents had. You always call. You always had a phone. You you always knew your phone number because in case you needed to call your parents, you know wherever you were, you was like, hey, cool. Can I use your phone real quick? Yeah, come on in. I mean, it used to be so easy back in the day. You could just go in the store and be like, hey. Can I use your guys' phone to call my parents? They'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Go into the office and you get the first look at what a inside of an office in a Safeway or a grocery store looks like. You're like, oh, wow, behind behind the meats. You know, this is what's going on. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, interesting. You see people just sitting there and just taking a break and stuff like that. Like, oh, this is what people do at jobs. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, think about it. I was the last time I see a group of kids outside riding bikes. I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but it's been Yeah, years. it's just... <laughs> Just going on in you know some weird adventure. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's just go do this, whatever this is. Like, hey, we're gonna meet somewhere, or meet at the movies. Everybody locks up their bikes, and I was, I was saying like, used to literally only have twenty dollars on you, but that twenty dollars she was Sabero's pizza, mm-hmm. no you know, question. Yeah, and twenty dollars was that was it. You had twenty dollars, you were set. Yeah, you were everything. Twenty dollar bill. You was like, man, give me a pizza, maybe a pretzel later or something like that. Enough money to go to the movies, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. get your coke later, but and and that was it. And so now you guys spend a hundred. Y'all, y'all live the dream that I wanted. Y'all live that life that I wanted so badly. I was allowed <laughs> to go nowhere, and oh, Luke knows that. Yeah, Luke knows. Yeah, Mama B. Nation was very strict. She ain't playing those games. It's like, wait, you want to go where? Like, yeah, I just went around the blockbuster and go get a movie. And you you're gonna walk the blockbuster from your house. Like blockbuster is literally before you even get to the main street. You go like yeah. out of his neighbor, you're walking before you hit the stoplight. You're in the parking lot where the bot where the blockbuster is. No question. It's like five minutes. I was like, yo, dude, like that's insane. I was like, and and I can't go. No, because it was the whole. You know, when they look at you, they're gonna they're gonna think that you're causing trouble. I'm like, I'm in there just getting a video game. Oh my gosh. Okay, can you take me? Oh, I'll have to take you later. Oh my gosh. Like this is mm-hmm. so so draining and frustrating, man. Yeah. Um but yeah, no. I I wanted to live that life, but I I I couldn't. But some of that stuff I do I did get to enjoy like yeah, going to the park and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then um you know, hanging out with your friends cuz I had friends in the neighborhood that like I would go over their house and like hang out and do all sorts of stuff like that. So, but yeah, my mom was very 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 protective cuz I am the oldest. So, they want nothing. She want. She didn't want me to end up on Dateline for the wrong reasons. So, um, that makes you think my mom was the opposite. Like she just didn't care. She she would walk in and just be like, "There's a note on the fridge," or which one of my kids' bikes aren't home. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Chonzo's bike is not there. That means Chonzo's out, and he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be yeah, back dog. Before it gets dark. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I couldn't do none of that. Oh my gosh, um, it's funny because I'll I'll drive by my old neighborhood from time to time just to like run through it real quick, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like just all the memories kind of start flooding back, you know. But 
yeah, I wasn't allowed to just go in somebody's house. Like I had to like tell my mom and then she'd have to be like, mm, no, or okay. Yeah, that's fine. But only for an hour, you know, because I remember one time, man, I went over this, um, this little girl's house. Um, I was eight, nine years old, not even, you know, I was seven and she invited me over to watch Greece. She's like, you ever seen Greece? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What, what, what is this Greece you talking about? And so I sat down and I'm like, is it like a superhero movie that I've never seen before? I need to know. And we started watching it and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Okay. And next thing you know, I lost track of time and I realized I didn't tell my mom where I was going. And so I walked outside and, she, and when I tell you the girl lived right across the street, my mom lost it lost it she wasn't having it went off you know talking about how like i could have been kidnapped she doesn't know these people she was knocking on doors and i was like oh my gosh i gave my mom the scare of a lifetime and of course my dad my dad i realized when i I got older he was a little bit more chill but i'm sure my dad was just like marilyn like calm down like he's alive he went over to a a friend's house to play and ever since then we became friends but um yeah my mom was very 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 protective of me so um Listen, it's it's a miracle I wasn't out in the streets doing some bad things when I got older. So, because you know some of these kids that they're so sheltered and they're just this, 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 the second they get out, they just man, they're they're doing everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I, I've seen where that leads. I'm good. I don't want to do none of that. So, it, it's um, super, and I'm super because you know you get a glimpse of the world. You like, okay, what is the what would what would Spider Man do in a situation like you know what. what I, I always, you know, if you have good home training, right, and then you back it up with your, like, because we all love the superhero stuff, because not just because they can fly, or, you know, or they wear their underwear outside their pants, it's because of the moral lessons that came with them. You've, like, and it, I remember as I got older, you started to see the morality stuff in people who didn't watch those watch those yeah. kinds of things and you're like yep. wait a second i know how this is going to end up i've read yep. the so yep. it I- always give you like a heads up on on life because you'd be reading about it in the comics you're like wait a second you're kind of like a flash thompson you're a bully like him like i know how this is going to get or you know you see these things or you know they talked about this in this episode or you know and and so once you it just it gave you a better understanding and appreciation especially of those really important years you know that 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 11 to 16 17 where you're very yeah. where you're you're easily influenced and and can be easily manipulated but if you have a you know a good home training and then like I said our love for superheroes, it actually gives you a strong central core of character. I agree. You know, I know. agree. So, um, yeah, I I agree, man. That's yeah, that's you preaching facts, my my friend. Facts, it, facts, facts. It was one of those things where I I I linked up with a dude who's still my best friend to this day, and we were both huge superhero fans. And we just never got involved in all the extra stuff because if it was like, if it wasn't about video games, if it yep. wasn't about superhero stuff, if it wasn't about comics or school, we were just like, I'm not interested because yeah. all that other stuff, you know, we see in who gets talked about at the parties and, you know, it, and if anything, I was the one who was like, yeah, we should go to a party. And he's like, for what? We don't like those people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe, maybe we do like them. Maybe we don't know who they are until we go to the parties. He's like, I'm going home to play video games. Yeah, like, I'm saying, yeah, man, yeah. I, I was kind of the same way. I didn't, 
I had friends and stuff, but like my big thing was, all right, what would Superman do? Like, I love Superman. Superman is like easily like one of my favorite heroes. And so like Chris Reeves, Superman, like that's, that's my guy. And I would constantly be like, what would Superman actually do? And like, yes, I stood up for people. And like, it's funny because like that will kind of creep in now. Mm -hmm. Um, And even my girlfriend will tell me from time to time that like, you know, I'm doing either the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing or, you know, I try to pretend like I'm Batman sometimes, you know, all brooding. But my girlfriend's like, no, you have a personality. You are very charismatic. You love to talk to people. So, like, when I'm out and about, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, let me get this door for you. Hey, let me walk you across the street. Oh, you need help with your groceries? I'll walk them out to your car, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm that dude. You know what I mean? Like, and people, I'm very approachable. So, like, people will come up and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, and they'll talk to me and we'll have a full-on conversation. And my girlfriend's like, did you did you know that person? I was like, I mean, I met him my own time, you know? And she's like, you are literally friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's you. Like, um, even at my job, like I gave her a, a ride to this lady who's blind. She's legally blind, um, but she was walking with her groceries. Um, I talked to her all the time when she came into the, to the store and I was like, listen, I'm heading home. But I was like, well, where do you live? And she's like, I'm a few blocks. Up. I was like, get in the car. Like, let's go. My girlfriend's like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's 100 percent you, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, the superhero stuff, like it was interesting. Cause like my parents, you know, I think at first we're like, Oh, this kid, like he's all into the comics and stuff. Like my dad didn't get it. Um, I think my mom started to understand it a little bit before my dad understanding like, okay, well he's acting like these superheroes. So if he's acting like them, maybe we just leave him alone because he's not causing any trouble. Like, right. and my parents will tell you, like when I was growing up, like I was like straight laced, like I did this, 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 like you asked me to do a thing. I just did it, you know? And even to this day, that's the, that's the case for me. And so, you know, like I said, in my everyday life, I'm just like, Oh, like I like bullies and stuff like that. Like I deal with it at work, you know, dealing with the people, dealing with the public. And I'm just like, if I see something that's wrong, like I jump all over it. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm like Superman wouldn't do that. Batman yeah. sure as heck ain't going to do that. You know what I mean? And like, I will, will watch Batman movies before I go to work. Cause I'm like, I gotta get pumped. I gotta get ready. Cause when I go in there, like I'm, I'm beating people up. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm beating up wrongdoing, you know, punching these dudes in the mush, you know? <laughs> but, um, I, I, I understand 100% where you're coming from when it comes to the love for superheroes and like what its impact, the positive impact it's had. And, you know, it's the whole point. You know what I mean? It's to strive to be something greater than yourself. Exactly. And, so, and yeah. looking out for the and looking out for the little guy. The little guy. Oh my gosh. I, that is such an important. And as we, right, as we get older, you see, you see the next generation coming and you remember like, dang. I almost wish I would have had somebody look out for me, like step in when they knew. And every now and then, you know, you you see somebody who steps in for the little guy and they may not be they may not be a superhero lover there. They may be the jock. Right. And they just happen to be like, you know, hey, that's not nice to treat somebody like that. And you're like, hey, I didn't know this popular guy even knew how to step in but you know he's like i've got the letterman jacket and i'm just gonna step in because it was wrong but you're like oh okay mr popular thanks you know it's yeah. so, um but you realize how much how much people need that to know like there are good people like you said you just you just went out there and 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 helped that blind lady and you're like of course because that's what you're supposed to do but so many right. people wouldn't do that, you know. No, so many, you're 100 percent right. You know, it, it is what you're supposed to do, and 
I know we are all going through things and we all have trauma. We have to untrauma. You know, that's not a word, but we we all have been traumatized now that we have to untraumatize. You know, we all have some. But if we all really just do a little bit, just help each other just a little bit, smile at somebody, say hello, you know, grab off of your tall, grab something from the top shelf just to help somebody out, you know, or you see somebody stress, let them go in line in front of you like, hey, go, go ahead. It's not that serious, you know. Um, it's those little things that when you lead with kindness, it almost forces other people to be kind by nature because, you know, they're like, you, they see somebody else being kind to them. You almost like, all right, it's, it's, it's not that serious. Let me go be kind to somebody else. And, and that's how kindness spreads. You just do it because you can. And like you said, you start your day off. You know, I always try to start my day off with something funny so then i'm going out and giving laughter when yeah. i wash the door yep. that just makes people feel better you know so um so yeah i think that those movies and superheroes and that's that's why it's important um like you my my mom got it she just she just accepted it she was like it started with ninja turtles and then it just turned up with power ranger then it yep. turned up another notch with and then she just always was like you know what he's gone it, he is gone he you know and my dad was always like i don't get it i don't understand it i don't and then maybe i'll say the first time he called me maybe like three years ago he called me and was like i get it and i guess he had just seen black panther of course every black person uh -huh. You know, they had never sure. seen the other Marvel movies on Black Panther. Oh, for sure. And that was the one that brought everybody. And he had seen Black Panther. And he said he was in a room full of people and they were all talking about superheroes. And he was like, you guys are like my son. And then it, it he like he reached out to me. He was like, I get it now. You know, this is something that I never understood about you, but this is how the world is. And it was almost, he was like, you were ahead of your time because now everybody else is catching up to what you yeah. already been, you know? And I was like, okay, are we haven't like, I was like, somebody cue the full house family matters music. You know, you know? I'm saying. Yeah. So like, all right, dad, I guess you get it now. So, um, but yeah, so it, it, it does help you and it does, you know, you always want to give next, you know, give back to people and, and really look out for the little guy. Cause unfortunately in this world, like we were talking about earlier with your son, you, mm -hmm. you want to protect these kids as much as you can, but the moment you send them out to the world, you don't know what's going to happen or what other people have been exposed to or what, you know, angry, vengeful hate that other people might have and put on your children. And then now they got to come back home with that. And so, um, you know, it, it, the good thing is, is that hopefully they don't wear it so deeply that they just carry it with them forever. But you, it, it's one of those things that is going to happen. And unfortunately, it's part of life, especially mm -hmm. you go and find some. You yeah, I'm, yeah it, it, it's a it is a it's definitely a it's definitely an experience because um, you know that you can't. Right. Like, you know, you, we always had our Captain America shields our our Iron Man suits, our vibranium, what have you, you know, adamantium skeleton, but it's just like, it just, it's going to hurt. And it's yeah. going to happen. And it sucks when it happens to the ones that you're in charge to take care of and you can't stop it. Right. Uh, so you just have to kind of be there when it happens and let Nick have guide them through it on the back end. So it does suck. Um, I guess not to be, I guess it'll be so cryptic. I was going to say this on the podcast. I usually don't do it, but my son is a uh, first grade. He's six years old. 
And today he had an unfortunate experience at school. And that unfortunate experience came about when another student who was not the same color as him decided to punch him in the stomach and tell him that his skin is ugly. And my son is a very, you know, very loving, very emotionally intelligent kid for as much as a six-year-old could be. So I don't, you know, I don't want those, you know, unfortunately it's part of the ugliness of life that people just don't, you know, just do things or whatever, right? And I just wasn't ready for him to be exposed to that yet. I don't think anybody's ever ready to be exposed, but I was hoping we had, you know, a little more time before we had to start addressing some of the more serious topics or serious ugliness that is in the world. And it's unfortunate. And I think it really just made me, I wasn't angry. It just made me really, really sad. Right. And I kind of cried. I cried for my kid because it wasn't something that I was like, I just, I never, something I just didn't want him to have to really, to, to get, to be exposed to at this point in time and be ready to deal with. And so now hearing that with him, you know, now hearing him say that stuff and me, he bounced back at bedtime. He was perfectly fine and, you know, back to his normal self. But again, that kind of stuff is an imprint on you for, you know, the right, you know, for the rest of your life, unfortunately, if you're, you know, um, I don't know about you, but I know I was like talking over uh, with my fiance and stuff. Like, I remember she told me the first time she experienced racism. I remember how I first experienced racism. So those are all different things, you know, that you're never really prepared for. Like you hear about it, you know, it's out there, you know, things happen and you, you've experienced it, but it's like, you're like, damn, it happens. It sucks when it happens to your kid and the kid's just like being, you know, a kid, uh, kind of like ruins. It kind of takes away a little bit of innocence from them. So that kind of sucked, but no, the fact seeing that he's like being normal, his being his normal self definitely helps, uh, keep things in perspective about being kind, especially, and, you know, doing the right thing even if it's hard even if it sucks even if it's uh a challenging right and standing up for whoever might be in you know in trouble or just lending a helping hand all those things are just truly truly things that just that come about and it's a wonderful thing that comics teaches us right whether we want to quote great power comes great responsibility or you know we are trying to you know bring things to justice and be a symbol of justice and uh or be a symbol of hope or you know inspiration or what have you um, it's always about, you know, the message of doing better and helping. And I think that's the best thing about it. I think it's one of the things we all love it so much is because, yeah, good guys, bad guys, but it's like, no, but the good guys actually really, you know, trying to do the right thing all the times. So I, I think it's one of the good things about life where we're kind of sitting and embrace, you know? It's, it, it makes you, you know, it's a good feeling when you, when you know that you've done the best that you can and you treat people as equally as you can. And and that's the frustrating part, right? When you see people being mistreated and you're like, you know, you look at other people and you're like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be, mis- you know, because like I said, we're all going through stuff. You know, some of us have a little bit more trauma than others, but everybody's dealing with something and everybody has a breaking point and you don't know what somebody's breaking point is going to be. So it's best to try and treat everybody with kindness because, you don't know what they went through when they left that house today. You don't even know. It's just, it's too much to try and life just throws way too much at you that it's not hard to just be kind to other people and be there because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to get through this together. We all want the same thing, love, prosperity, some good old loving and good old eating, you know? And you just want peace when you come home, you know, just whatever, 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 whatever that looks like to you, whatever it is to you, you want, yeah. you want that peace and you want that security. I think we all can agree that we want, all want that, you know, it looks different to people, but I think everybody wants it. Everybody wants the things that you said. So I think just operating and making sure we all operate in that space 
just a little bit outside of ourselves. Because I know it sometimes get hard. Sometimes you think about, I got bills. I got to do this. I got to get here. I got to go there. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and I got jury duty. I got, you know, whatever. And all those things, you know, definitely play a role. And sometimes you have to stop. And I was like, okay, well, take a breath, pause, and look outside yourself just for a little bit. And sure. just do something like that. So I think that's one thing is, again, that, that the heroes allow us and kind of teach us from kids. And I think it's one of the beautiful things about seeing this stuff. Um, yeah, the, the, it's really cool to see it live action, but again, still having those lessons are really important. So I think it's a good thing. I agree. Speaking of heroes, do we uh, we don't talk about a? I mean, we got a movie. I mean, I mean how much time we get? I don't, I, we we kind of ran through this one. It's a. Uh, I, I got I got a, I got a quick I got a quick review. Um, okay. I I wanted to uh, I know Chanto and I both saw Justice League: Crisis on Infinite Earths, the animated uh, film. I believe it came out about a week ago, and uh, it is part one of three. So if I'm going to give, I guess I'll go first and, you know, talk about some of the things I liked and didn't like. Um, I liked the fact that we dropped in on Flash's life. I, I'm i not going to go too much into spoilers on this one, um, just for those who haven't seen it. But I I thought, in, but actually before I even get into this movie, I got to talk about some of the other DC movies that's come before it. So they have hit reset recently, uh, a couple years back, starting with uh, Superman. I think it was Man of Tomorrow. And then they did, um, you know, Batman, you know, Long Halloween, um, part one and two, which were excellent movies. Oh, I thought and they then, I really loved this. They, they, were, they were great. And then... It started to get weird because, like, they did a Supergirl movie, and I was kind of excited about that one, so I watched it. It didn't quite hit the same, and it was kind of, I don't know, I felt like it was a little sloppy. And then they did Justice League War World, War World, and that one came out last year, and I was excited for that one, watched it. And to me, it was just kind of a big tease for Crisis on Infinite Earths, so... You know, I think whenever you are making a grand gesture, like your presentation is everything. And when your buildup isn't there and then you have this grand explosion of, you know, hey, this is the thing we're going to do. If it's not done, if that presentation isn't done right, then your your product, your then your whole product is going to suffer. And that's where I feel like with, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, I feel like it suffered because the movies leading up to it weren't that great. Because you had two back-to-back, in my mind, misses. Or I was like, man, like they could have done great with – no, they didn't. Had they done The Long Halloween and then this one – I think would have gone over a little bit better, not much of a setup, but it still would have flowed. There still would have been um, more positive movies backing that, that project up. So, you know, and it starts off with you're dropping into Flash's life and showing an aspect of Flash that I've never, I don't think has ever been um, touched upon. Um, not in any medium medium I've ever seen. So it was really, really cool to see how he kind of jumps from one time slot to another. And, you know, this universe and that universe, I was like, this is really, really cool. And you're just kind of dropping in, you know, episodically. Um, I thought that, you know, because the big thing is like, okay, now they're going to meet up. Like who, you know, they're going to see, you know, different versions of themselves. I can't wait for this. This should be really sweet. And yet didn't really kind of get that. Um, It wasn't, I wasn't expecting like a cameo fest, but like I just wanted some better differentiations of the characters that we've already been watching so far. Um, So there should have been multiple Batman. There should have been multiple Superman. Um, And I just... The story, 
I don't think paid off a lot to where at the end you're really left hanging, like really left hanging to the point where I'm like, I mean, I want to see two, but like, I just feel like if two does what one does, what one did to get the three, I mean, is it really going to be worth it? And that's, that's what concerns me because I think they've had, they've assembled a good cast of uh, voice actors, (laughs) but I just feel like this movie was just, lacking a little bit like i love the stuff with the flash i think i think matt bomer or bomber um as the flash i think he's done a great job um with the character but i just wanted a little bit more meat and i just didn't get that because it was a part one of three um and i think that like when you go back and you see other movies i've done it better like you know across the spider-verse i thought across the spider-verse was wonderful fantastic i can watch that movie over and over and over again because it gives me enough of the story that i can kind of that i'm full but it's still leaving a little bit left to say hey listen hang on for that third one because we got you it's coming out you're gonna love it great this one i think was just very abrupt and it was like hey listen you got the appetizers did you like the appetizers were great awesome hey we brought you the steak and potatoes fantastic you take that first bite of steak you're like oh this is actually pretty good i really like this and then they take it away from me you're like just wait part two's coming you're like you sound very bitter to me are you okay I, I'm okay because here's the thing. I I love just I, I love the DC universe very, very much. Um that's what I grew up on. That's what I know. Um, you know, Superman, you know, like we were talking, is one of my favorite characters. Um I would much rather pick up a DC comic than a Marvel comic. That's just that's just me because that's what I lean on. So whenever I see these DC movies and I'm like, man, that one was really good. Like long Halloween part one and two, that was awesome. Dark Knight returns part one and two. Those were awesome. Uh, Batman under the red hood. That was awesome. Justice league. Um, doom. <laughs> Justice, league doom. doom. <laughs> Justice league doom was really good. Um, I thought that was, that was excellent. Um, even Justice League Dark, I thought was pretty good. Uh, bringing in Constantine and you know throwing in Batman because you gotta throw Batman in because that's what sells your movies. Um, I, th- I thought they were good. So like to see this, I was like, come on, like yo, y'all got the DC universe, and I just feel like it's the same thing with Warner Brothers. That it's like, hey, you have all these really cool characters, but you're not really using them well, you know. And that's where like I, I'm really curious to see. Okay, show me. What you're gonna do, James Gunn? You know. Oh, another one. Um, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. I was wondering. I was gonna say Flashpoint. Paradox. I, I can't. I, I cannot. I can't leave that one off the table because that one, by far, like I go back and rewatch it. I have the soundtrack on my Apple on, on my um in my Apple Music. Um, I listen to it often. Love that movie. Love that movie. I definitely cried the first time I watched it. Um, that's how much it hit me, and. Because they did the characters right, they did. They had the heart, they had the emotion, and they had the pizzazz in there as well. So, like, you don't really get that with this movie. Like, there's a lot of spectacle, not pizzazz, but they have a lot of spectacle in this movie. Um, there's some heart, and there's a little bit of emotion, but like, I just felt like it was it was lacking. So, like, I'm waiting for part two. Yes, I'm going to watch all three parts. So, hopefully, when I watch all of them combined, it should play out to be one long narrative, and it should be really good. But Again, I've just seen other movies do it better across the Spider-Verse, Dune Part 1. So give, give me something like that, and I'll, I'll be happy. But if I had to rate it out of 10, I'd give it a 6.5, 6.8 out of 10. I just thought it was okay. It was there, you know, but it, I'm hoping that the second part enhances the first part so that way I can give it a higher score. But for right now, I'm going to say 
highest I'm giving is six point eight out of ten. Man, tough audience, tough, tough critic. Okay, all right, Chanza, what you got? Well, I, the thing was, I when I watched it, I was like, okay, and I was expecting it to be more exciting than it actually was, right? And I and I went back and rewatched it because I thought I missed something. I was like, no. This can't be all that it is, right? Like this is crisis on infinite earth. This is a big DC undertaking thing, you know, and they start introducing at the end of the movie, they start introducing other characters and you're like, well, we're not going to go anywhere here in this movie. You know, we're literally introducing these other characters at the end of this movie, but we're not doing anything else. So I went back and looked at it again and I was like, okay, all right, for what it is, it's fine. But I... It wasn't, like you said, Batman Long Halloween. I was sitting there like, we need to get to the second one. Where's part two? Yes, yes. And so I was like, this had you on that cliffhanger. Like, don't do, don't make me wait six months. I, it was, I was when, when Long Halloween came out, I was on all my social medias. Like, y'all go see this. I don't care if it's cartoon. Go see this movie. This thing is yeah. good. You yeah. Know? Um, and so I didn't feel that way about Crisis on Infinite Earth. And it is one of the bigger DC stories over the over in comics. So it's like, you got to knock it out of the park with this one because this is such an iconic story. Um, and it's going to be bringing in all of these, like you said, multiple, you know, we just got announced just last week that Kevin Conroy did the voice of Batman for part three. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that we get to hear him, and I'm, I'm like, why didn't you guys announce this a year ago? Yeah, you, know, you know, like, yeah, seriously, oh, yeah, like y'all should have announced that a long time ago. Like when he passed, like, oh, by the way, Crisis on Infinite Earths, he's done the voice work, and we've got it in the can. He's like, wait a second, I didn't guys- even know that. This yeah, is the first yeah, time I'm hearing about this. That's Earth? Yeah. Wait a second, you guys got Kevin Conroy, like, that means there's going to be multiple Batman, you know, because it's 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 a multiverse story. So, you know, to know that. They got that, but we don't even know when part two is coming out. We don't know when part two is coming out. And it's just, it was just okay. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in DC animated movies, but I was definitely expecting a lot more because it's such a large undertaking. It's such an iconic storyline that involves a lot of characters. And we got a glimpse of some of those characters at the end of the movie, but... um, it's just like I, I did want a little bit more, but because I know there's a part two, and I because I know there's a part three, I'm like, all right, well then that means part three, two has got to be better than this. It's got to be, but it, if it's not, I'm gonna be like, oh, all right, well, it's pro- it's probably a slow ramp up, you know? Yeah, it, it might be a slow ramp up, but I, it, I that, if if you, this is probably the appetizer, right? Okay, get to okay. Next is probably gonna be a nice good hearty entree. You get a nice good dessert yeah. for for the third one. So I'm I'm still I'm still excited, but it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like oh my god, where's part two of Batman? You know, Long Halloween. I need to know. It wasn't like that. It was just like okay, all right, let's see where this goes. But but it should be because there's some of those DC animated movies that are fantastic. They just had you on the edge of your seat, and you're like, this is. I mean, we all remember DC in their heyday, you know, and that golden era animated, and it was just. What Batman and Superman, and they made a whole movie with Batman and Superman together. You're like, this is amazing. And mm-hmm. when we first heard that there was a Batman v Superman, we were like, if they could do that with a cartoon, imagine what they could do with live action. So it's one of those things where DC has all of the stuff that they need to be great. It's like it's all there. 
She says, what are you guys going to do with it? Where are you guys going to plant this wonderful garden? Because you got all these wonderful seeds. You got the tomatoes. You got the rutabaga. You got, you know, all these good things to, to nibble on. We just got to plant the seeds and eat off of it. You know, so, so yeah. No, but I, I understand why you gave it a 6.5, I think you said. And I would I would give it a 6, too. It wasn't, like, great. Oh, man. It wasn't trash like Aquaman too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think anything's gonna be as bad. No, I'll take that back. Actually, no, Aquaman two. It was announced that it just made it just passed the four hundred million dollar mark. Which mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what movie, what DC movies didn't make that Blue Beetle. Yeah. Oh, Flash. I heard that Flash. Shazam, Fear of the Gods. Yeah, I, I think it's because they didn't. I think with that one, because people really wanted to see Shazam, Superman. Black Adam, you know, in a kind of trifecta type of value. I think that would have really made Shazam to be more because really, I think they were kind of try. At least from the way I remember reading, it was like they were kind of sneaky bringing Shazam into that Justice League universe. And now that things kind of like scrapped, right, and they're redoing it, it kind of made it like it wasn't going to be a part of it because Shazam is. I mean, the cast was good and the acting was good, so it just yeah. it just didn't. Uh, I think I think it was just one thing where just like with all the changes happening in DC. You kind of know oh, this isn't going to be a part of it, so it doesn't matter. It's kind of the same thing where I say about Flash. It's like they're not going to give me your wasted Michael Keaton and something that doesn't, you know, that I mean, I mean, I guess they could leak it, but it's just like as of right now, it just seems like it's not going to, which is fine. But it's like you wasted Michael Keaton. I'm very, and I will never forgive him for that. I'm still upset with that. So, well, they, and, they, and I'm they, 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 they need to fix it. They, they need to fix it. They have to they fix do. it. And I will push back on the acting for Shazam Fear of the Gods because <laughs> Zachary Levi, I think, does play a good Shazam in the first mm-hmm. movie. But when you look at Asher, I think his name is Asher Angel, who plays the younger version of Barry, oh. Billy Batson. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think about that. He's, he's playing the 18-year-old, and Zachary Levi is in a completely different movie. Like, watch that performance because they're supposed to be the same person. In the first movie, it kind of makes sense and it plays because he's a little quirky, he's a little funny. But in this one, he's a little bit more serious. So I'm like, why is Zachary Levi acting like an eight-year-old and his younger self is acting like an eight-year-old? I I got a lot of questions. So that's where, like – and that's where I'm like, I don't see him playing well – with Black Adam and even The Rock, I think was pushing back on that too because The Rock mm-hmm. was kind of got his foothold and he's like, "I'm Black Adam," and he didn't want to fight the Shazam, which would have been a more appropriate fight, mm-hmm. but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, because The Rock was pushing back on that, so the fact that like now The Rock is, you know, whatever power he had at WB, he they got that strip. It's all James Gunn's baby now and Peter Safran's baby. So I'm happy with what. I'm excited and happy for what they're going to bring to the table. But um, this Zack Snyder universe, uh, well, I'll have to go on another rant another day about it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a whole show for that. Okay. We'll, we'll block out I, I think, a whole I think, show we'll, I think we'll need for to. Zach, for, for, for Zack Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Because yep, yep. I, I find myself getting ready to, to jump in this with you. Like, we're going to be here for like five hours doing this. And I, I, I don't want to do that to us. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that yet. Then you're ready. No. But I uh, wholeheartedly, I I feel like when I think about Shazam, right, and I think about how Zach Levi plays it and how he makes it kind of silly. But it's like, but I think about, I think it's more so the tone in which they had the Billy Batson part of it because Zach Levi's Shazam is kind of like childhearted in that kind of way. 
um, even like even like if the thing, the thing, the thing, okay, and this is pre this is pretty much how I, I base a lot of arguments, right? Because it's like okay, because this is probably the first like what we actually see it pretty consistently on screen is in the DC animated universe. So if you think about that Shazam, right, that version of Shazam, I feel like that's like the, the version that they took from that kind of and put on the screen, he meets that mold, right? And really, to be fair, we don't really see Billy Batson a lot in that particular mold of what that version of Shazam looks like. So I think they kind of improvise and try to make that the 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 to have some more drama behind it with this with that carrot with, with the Billy Batson of Shazam versus it being more Shazam's like. So I get that there's that how it kind of seems separate between each other. But I do truly believe the fact that I think because he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon and all other stuff and be all these other types of things, Shazam should be uh he could afford to be more lighthearted because he kind of already has to kind of like figure out space. I think because maybe Shazam has that as part of his personality part, Billy Bassett doesn't have that maybe. I don't necessarily know if that's the same, if that's true um, in terms of like uh, um, mentality wise, right? Between the, between those two, you know, uh, two uh, those two people, the same person, but you know. So I, my question is, is it supposed to be like that? Because it, be, it very well could be. Uh, but if not, I mean, like I said, I still look more so focused on just the Shazam aspect of it. More so is because that's why I came before me. Sorry, Billy, I know you're part of the thing, but ain't nobody coming to see you. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. All right, we're you know we came here to see Shazam. So that's what he he, he delivers on that aspect. So you know, so I, I just you're right though. But I do agree with you too. But I just I guess for me, it's like my focus was like I'm here to see Shazam. I don't really care about this kid. What he's crying about this time and just whatever, you know. So yeah, there, yeah, there. But uh, yeah, I think it would have been interesting because I think if they could have like made it work and then again, it would have been a whole big stuff. I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, how James Gunn does. I mean, personally, I want a Berlanti to run the DC universe. That was always my, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Berlanti junkie and I'll, 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 I'll uh, stay by it. Uh, he made me care about Green Arrow. So I'm just like, you made me care about a character I absolutely had no interest in whatsoever. And I get the fact that, you know, you, you even made it more interesting, which, you know, you changed the order to make it more compelling. But I was like, you made me care about Green Lantern, which I mean, Green Arrow, which I was like, I never cared about Green Arrow. I was like, this dude was like, you know, Robin Hood. So, uh, but I rock with it now. So, so I, I really. <laughs> When, because the, in in Crisis on Infinite, they do call him Robin Hood at one point. In Crisis on Infinite Earth, and I always just laugh because every iteration I've ever seen Green Arrow and somebody calls him Robin Hood, and it's just it never gets old because it's the, he does he does remind you of Robin Hood, and so it never gets old. You know, Absolutely, yeah, I, I, I love it. You know, I personally, I I didn't watch the Green Arrow. Uh, the Greg Berlani stuff. I tried to, and I got through like the first maybe 17 episodes. I really tried, but I just, I couldn't get into it, but I did like, I learned about green arrow through Smallville and that's who introduced me when, when he showed up in season six, I learned, yeah. I was like, Oh, that's Oliver queen. Okay. And I, and, and, and I remember correctly, there's a Kevin Smith run that he did on green arrow back in the early two thousands. That. Yeah, I think I have one of those comics. Yeah, it was very iconic. Like when Kevin Smith, it was a very iconic run. Um, yeah, when he did it, it was a big deal when he was on that on that series. So I kind of want to go back and check those. I kind of there's a couple of comics I want to go back and check, but that's one of them because um, because that is I want to learn more about the character, and I just haven't found something that made me latch on to Green Arrow and be like, 
oh, I get this, you know, mm-hmm. and me latch on to Aquaman. I'm like, when um, Jeff Johns did the New 52, Aquaman, I was like, yo, this guy is cool. I was like, wait a second, he ain't just a mermaid boy. You know, this guy is, he's the king of Atlantis. This is, this is neat. And so, um, so I actually want to kind of spend some more time learning about it, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I think we, we definitely went on. So it seems Christ Save for Earth was, you know, a, uh, was 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 not the hit at least for part one, but we got two more. Okay, so we got two more. Let's half let's faith. see where we go. Let's see where we go with that. Have faith, right? And then uh, we'll go from there. But I think right now, guys, um, I'm tired, and I know you guys. Have, <laughs> but we definitely we definitely uh, went over. You know, tonight we definitely covered so much stuff. But I thank hey, you guys, and I mean, you know. You know, we are Nirvana, and this show is not possible without these guys here with me. You know, uh, Chanzo and Jamil definitely make the show what it is, and I just sit here and kind of just, you know, say random things every minute, but these two are the geniuses behind the show. So thank you guys for always being here and holding us down. Uh, look forward to talking more next week. All right, man. Sure. Appreciate All right. you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Maybe be with guys. you. And also with you. <laughs> All right, take care.